Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Well, hello there. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Today's topic is all about going back to school. And yes, I feel like it was just a few weeks ago that I was taping podcasts on vacation eating and 4th of July picnic eating. And now that is all coming to an end and we are heading into another school year. So I wonder if you guys are excited about this, if you're sad about this. I know the summer always goes way too quick in our house, but I am ready to regain some of that routine back that we lose over the summer. Um, It's definitely a lot more challenging to work over the summer, having the kids home and trying to have a parent home when both of us are working full time. But we figured it out and, you know, another year that (laughs) we figured it out and I'm thankful for that. So my kids are going into uh, 11th grade, 10th grade, 7th grade, and the girls are going into 5th grade. So I would told myself for the longest time that you are still a young parent as long as you have a child in elementary school. In our school district, fifth grade now moves to the intermediate unit. So I've got to come up with a new saying because I refuse to believe that I'm getting old. (laughs) I refuse to believe I'm getting old, even though I have a 17-year-old, which just feels so crazy to say. I know some of you guys are parents of teenagers, parents of college students, parents of adult children, and... I don't think it ever gets easier as the years continue to go by. I know when I talked to my mom and I told her, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I have a 17-year-old. And she's like, well, think of how I feel. I can't believe I have a 42-year-old. And I was like, oh, yeah, yours is worse. <laughs> so, so, yeah, today's episode is all about getting ready for the school year. I want to give you guys plenty of tips specifically around breakfast and lunch ideas, all right? Because I know these are the two challenging meals. I mean, let's face it, they're all challenging in their own ways, but specifically this episode is all about breakfast and lunch. So I wanna give you lots of tips on how you can start your year off well, how you can continue to have your school year um, healthy, nutritious. And then I also wanna give you tips, you as the parent, because it's a lot of extra work. I'm not going to lie, we totally took advantage of the free lunch program last year and even the year before that because it was free and five kids and free sounds really good to me. I typically let my children buy lunch once a month and I don't have any restrictions with that. I said, whatever you want to buy, if you want to buy a hot dog or um, tacos or cheeseburgers or pizza, you have at it. You can order whatever you want once a month. Uh, the rest of the time though, you're going to pack. So 
This year is going to be a little bit more of a transition because they're used to just ordering whatever they want in the school cafeteria. And now we're going back to packing lunches. So uh, I'll be sharing my challenges with you as well. And we can all have a fun discussion about that. All right. So why is this nutrition thing such a big deal for our kiddos? Well, number one, increased energy throughout the day. First and foremost, food is fuel to our bodies. So if we want our kids to have a sufficient amount of energy to listen and to pay attention, then we need to have the right nutrition in our bodies. It helps them improve their focus and their attention, which as parents is all is what we want to hear. We want to hear that our kids are are paying attention, they're engaged, they're learning. Uh, It also helps with their moods. In addition to maintaining a healthy weight, lowering their risk of disease and illness, and just, you know, improving their overall well-being. So this nutrition thing is pretty important. I know that the schools usually send out paperwork uh, during standardized testing days, like, oh, make sure your kids have a good breakfast and make sure they get a good night's sleep. I... I call BS on that. I think kids should have a good nutritious breakfast and, you know, good sleep every day of the year. Like every day we want them to show up at their best. And for some of our older kiddos, they're heading right to practice or they're going to band practice or sports practices or clubs or any of those things right after school. So we want to make sure that we're feeding them well and giving them a good start to their day so that they can show up in all of their activities in the way that they want to. So how do we ensure that all of this can happen successfully? You know me, it's all about a plan. And honestly, guys, meal prep is really helpful in this area. I'm not a big meal prep person in terms of our dinners. I know some people like to take one of the days on the weekends and just, um, you know, prep all their, their ingredients for the week for dinners. I think that's fantastic. I just, you know, don't, I just don't do that. It, I find that I can handle it if I'm cooking every single day and doing the prep work every day. But I know that it's a really helpful tool for so many people. So if possible, choose a day that you're the least busy and do all of your chopping of your fruits and vegetables. If you can mass prep some of your proteins like maybe grilling a whole bunch of chicken or hard boiling eggs, maybe cooking some beans. Um, if you don't have time for this and you know you just don't see this happening, then there is no shame in purchasing pre-washed and pre-chopped produce at the grocery store. You can buy rotisserie chickens. You can buy chicken actually off the, the bone, already pre-cooked. You can buy canned beans. That is what I do. I do not soak beans overnight and put them in a crock pot or cook them for hours. I buy them in a can and I rinse them off really, really well, put them through a colander, drain them. And that is how we do beans in our house. And we do beans pretty frequently. All right. So the meal prep is going to save you so much time during the week when the schedule is filled. Now, this is not your responsibility only as the adult. I am a big fan of getting the kids in the kitchen and helping with the food prep. 
whether they're doing it on the weekend, you know, washing fruits and vegetables, whatever's age appropriate, or if they're older, they can be chopping foods. Um, I'm a firm believer that this is a life skill that we need to teach our children. Nobody's going to be cooking for them as adults, right? Unless they're still living with you, then maybe. But for the most part, we want to raise children that leave the home eventually. And so we need to teach them how to take care of themselves. And food prep is one of those ways. I have made my children pack their lunches ever since they were in first grade. I feel like first grade, you can handle putting peanut butter and jelly on a piece of bread. And so, you know, as adults here, parents, caregivers, grandparents, whoever's doing the morning routine or the night routine, really think about handing over this responsibility to the child. Uh, not because, you know, you can't do it, not because you don't want to do it, but because you're setting them up for success. I can't tell you how many adults that I see in my practice uh, who don't know how to put a lunch together. They're just constantly going to a Wawa or they're ordering out or running through a drive through because they don't pack lunch. And a lot of times, you know, the reason for that is just, eh, I didn't have enough time and I don't feel like it. Yeah, if you don't grow up putting lunches together, it's going to feel really foreign to do that as an adult. And we know that when you go out to eat, you're guaranteed more sugar, more salt, more fat, more calories. So if you know that packing your lunch is a much healthier option, why not start that routine earlier in life so that when they become adults, it's not a big deal. It's something they've always done. It's not like they're trying to start a new job and learn how to pack lunch for that. that that's two hard things right? The earlier we can teach our children how to take care of themselves, the better off they will be. All right. So do make sure that, you know, you have the children pack their own lunches. Obviously you can be in the kitchen to help. You're going to want to be in the kitchen because the kids will make a mess and that way you can stay on top of it. Uh, but yes, as much as possible, see what you can prep ahead of time and ask for help in the kitchen. It is not your responsibility. Make sure you store all insulated lunch bags in a designated area. Something that we do really well at the beginning of the school year and do terrible towards the end is as soon as the kids get home, we make sure that they unpack their lunch bags and put their ice packs back in the freezer. I do a really good job of that in the beginning of the year. And then towards the end of the year, uh, I noticed that the kids still have, you know, all their uh, containers or plastic bags or ice packs still in their back, in their insulated bag come the morning. And then we're scrambling, trying to find methods of keeping our foods cold, whether I'm putting literal ice cubes in Ziploc bags and using that as a makeshift ice pack. But Guys, this is where organization can really come in and, and help you out by, by having all that done, uh, built into your routine. And then something else that you can do for meal prep is start a snack station. So whether you clear out maybe one of the shelves in your pantry or you have a specific cabinet that is um, associated with snack foods only, like maybe granola bars or dried fruits, healthy cereals, applesauce packs, uh, crackers with peanut butter, 
uh, you know, just things that your kids know that if they need a snack, whether they are packing things to go with their lunch or maybe even after school, this is the designated area that they can go to versus pulling everything out of cabinets, pantries, refrigerators, and making a big mess. So meal prep is always going to be my number one recommendation because it just sets you up for success the rest of the week. What I want to jump to next, though, is talking specifically about breakfast. Uh, When your kids are younger and you wake them up and you make sure that they give themselves plenty of time to get dressed and eat breakfast and pack their bag, usually things go well. As the kids get older and they are (laughs) a little less inclined to get up earlier. They're more resistant to waking up in the morning because they're exhausted from the day before. This is where breakfast tends to go out the window, right? Um, Kids, they want to sleep to the very last possible second. My boys are a great example of this. My oldest son is pretty good. My second son is terrible. He will lay in that bed until I physically like have to grab him and roll him out. He just, he just wants to sleep in. And so then, you know, he comes down the stairs, he's rushing around, like, what are you going to do for breakfast? Uh, And he just mumbles. And um, yeah, and then he's going to try to go to school and learn and take these classes and not even be fueled appropriately. I don't know if you have kids like that as well. Uh, I'm sure some of you do because, you know, (laughs) they can't all, they can't all be perfect angels, right? So think about when it comes to breakfast, what we're really focused on is combining carbs and proteins. Proteins are really important because they help you avoid the, um, the sugar roller coaster, right? So when you combine carbs and proteins together, proteins help you feel fuller longer and help you have more sustained energy throughout the day. And when you have more sustained energy, you can concentrate better in school. And again, avoid the blood sugar roller coaster from your blood sugar spiking and then crashing and then spiking and crashing when you eat a predominantly higher sugar diet. So anytime you can combine carbs and proteins together, you're going to be in a better place. So a few great options could be a bowl of cereal, uh, hard-boiled eggs and fruit, a slice of toast with peanut butter, granola and yogurt, a smoothie, scrambled eggs in a wrap, or even instant oatmeal where you crack an egg into the oatmeal while it is cooking. These are all really great ways that you can combine carbs and proteins together in the morning. Uh, Your child can have that great sustained energy, increased focus, everything that you're looking for in a breakfast. And these ideas are fairly quick to throw together. The only thing that might take a little bit longer if you're making breakfast in the morning uh, and looking for protein is eggs. So one of the recipes I have in my book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is make-ahead omelets. And for this recipe, you're going to need a bunch of mason jars or plastic containers, whatever you want to use. You want to spray the inside of your jar with a cooking spray really well. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of choice words for me when you try to clean it. And go ahead and, you know, chop up some veggies. If you want to put a little bit of shredded cheese in there, you can prep all your jars for the week and stick them in the fridge. 
Um, when you're ready to eat, you just crack two eggs into the jar, put the lid on, shake it, basically, you know, combining all the ingredients to make an omelet. And then you can either pour it into a hot pan if you want to cook it on the stovetop, or you can microwave it. Obviously take the lid off of the jar before microwaving it. Uh, you're going to microwave for about 90 seconds, maybe stirring every 30 seconds or so until it's all incorporated. And that's just an easy way that you can prep and make ahead eggs. And you can throw that on an English muffin if you want, turn it into a to-go breakfast sandwich, or you can just eat it out of the jar and grab a piece of fruit and be ready to go. So these are my really quick, easy breakfast ideas. If your child still refuses to eat breakfast because they don't have time to eat a bowl of cereal or they don't have time to eat the eggs, then really what it comes down to is to-go options, all right? So quick grabs like yogurt cups. That's an easy thing that your child can grab and head out the door. Um, the hard-boiled egg and piece of fruit option is a really simple thing that they can pop in their mouth as they walk out the door. Uh, peanut butter and apples is another option. So I want you to think about what can you put in their hands that they may not need utensils for like uh, yogurt tubes are really great for this uh, because otherwise you know if you have a cup of yogurt you're trying to stir it it's just too much work a yogurt tube they can literally like you know bring the yogurt up to their mouth and then throw the tube away when they're finished they don't need any utensils so if all else fails, if this child is still not making time for breakfast, think about portable options. What can you get in their hands so that they can eat it, whether they're walking to the bus stop, uh, whether they are driving to school or driving with somebody else to school. My older boys are walkers, so sometimes they'll even eat things while they're walking to school. It's not my preference. I'd rather them sit down and eat before they leave, but if it's between that or nothing, I'm always going to put some food in their hands. One thing that you can do uh, to help with breakfast, again, go back to that meal prep, is maybe on Sundays do some batch baking or batch cooking. We're a big football family. I know a lot of people like football in the area. So, you know, football season runs to February, right? First week in February, I believe. So from September to February, why not bake um, some muffins or prep your mason jar omelets while you're watching the game? If you're going to be sitting there watching the game anyway, use that time wisely and get yourself prepped for the week. Your recipe this week in our podcast is for the easiest oatmeal muffins ever. And so I'm going to give you that recipe at the end of the episode, but this would be a great time to prepare them while you're watching the football game. Like I said, football runs until February. I will figure out a new plan for March through June after the holidays, but at least I can get you to February and then we'll go from there. All right. So that's the deal with breakfast. Always make sure you're choosing carbs and proteins together. That is going to give you the best combination of fuel and sustainability. Um, and make sure that if your, your child still doesn't make time for breakfast, even though we 
came up with a whole list of really quick options, get them uh, some type of fuel in their hands as a quick grab and go option to get something in their bodies. All right. For some people, adults included, the reason why they may not be hungry in the morning is because they ate snacks late at night. So just something to think about. I know some kids will tell me they're just not hungry in the morning. I want to find out why. Because, you know, depending on what's going on or their health or, or just extraneous situations, uh, most people are ready to eat something in the morning. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be a buffet, but it does have to be something. All right. Okay. So that was breakfast. Let's move to lunch. Okay. So this is the technique that I use with my kids. I tell them that they have to pick a whole grain. They have to pick a protein. They have to pick a fruit, a vegetable, and a dairy product. All five criteria must be met. Now, there are tons of options within each of those categories. So let's just walk through them and just to give you some options so you can help your kids figure out what is their best lunch idea if they're packing. All right. So again, lunch is that mid-meal where it's an opportunity to refuel for the day. It's an opportunity to get nutrients in their day. A lot of our kiddos have important classes after lunch. So being sleepy and tired from choosing too high of a sugary products, uh, not fueling enough are all things that are going to lead to um, diminished performance in school as the year goes on. So we want to make sure that we're setting them up for the first half of the day with a good, solid, balanced breakfast, and then we're setting them up for success the second half of the day with a good, balanced, healthy lunch. So again, what are the components that we need? We need a whole grain. We need a fruit. We need a vegetable. We need a protein. And we need a dairy. So let's go through what are some examples. Uh, Let's start with the... Let's start with the whole grains. All right. So examples of this could be whole grain pasta, a whole grain bread, crackers. My favorite are the Crunchmaster crackers. You can get them at the grocery store. And I know Costco sells a big bunch or a big bag of them. Those are some of our favorites. You can even include brown rice or quinoa. Oats can be a whole grain product. Wraps are a fun option. Um, sometimes we forget about wraps and we do mostly sandwich bread, but wraps or whole grain tortillas are a great option for sandwiches, for, um, salads. Rather than eating salad with a fork, you can just put it in a wrap, wrap it up, of course, and eat it that way. Uh, you can do different cuisines like Mexican and put things like guacamole and black beans and salsa and grilled chicken and brown rice. Eat a burrito. It tastes wonderful. Uh, so there's a lot of fun things you can do with wraps. So even mixing up the type of bread you use can make the lunch feel like it's completely new and different. For fruits, obviously uh, my kids opt for like real simple things because again, they're packing it. So they'll do things like grapes or apples melon chunks, berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. They'll do bananas, you know, 
pretty much all fruit is on the table for my kids. They don't give me too much of a hard time because it's sweet. Uh, but we tend to pick things that are fairly easy to to um, break down. Canned fruit can also be an option as long as it's packed in its own juice. Uh, I also like to get the unsweetened applesauce cups because they're simple and they're easy. And they can just throw that in their bag and it's okay if they're not cold or refrigerated. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we do for our fruit. Sometimes we'll do... Well, yeah, we do like the fruit pouches, not the like fruit snacks, but like the fruit pouch of um, the applesauce pouches. Yeah, or the cups. I think I said that already. So make sure that you have a fruit. Always make sure that you have a vegetable. So simple things are the baby carrots, cucumbers, broccoli, bell pepper strips, uh, grape tomatoes, celery, those are the ones that we do most often. You know me, I love to get a veggie tray. I t- always tell my clients veggie trays are not for picnics and parties. They are for everyday survival. And so when you get a veggie tray, they're already pre-washed, they're chopped, they're put in nice little piles. You've got plenty of variety. Oh, snow peas. That's another one we do. That's in the veggie tray that we buy. And so the kids will just load up on either the, their favorite vegetable They'll put a few pieces of each kind in a bag. Whatever they decide, I don't care. I just want a vegetable in their lunch. All right, protein options. So great options would be beans, edamame, nuts, seeds, peanut butter, hummus, veggie burgers, maybe rotisserie chicken, hard-boiled eggs, Um, if my kids do a sandwich, sometimes they'll do like a a turkey sandwich. I like to roast a turkey tenderloin at the, you know, from the grocery store, stick it in the crock pot or just stick it in the oven, shred it. And then they can use it for either like a turkey salad. Like if you're making chicken salad or just putting the meat on a piece of bread or a wrap. And then dairy. So the dairy that we usually do is either yogurt or cheese sticks. Those are the easiest things, uh, the ones that my kids like the most. I do have a couple kids who like cottage cheese, so sometimes they'll take that. But um, usually it's in the, in the form of either yogurt or, um, or string cheese. I tend to pack water for my kids for obviously to drink throughout the day and then they just bring their water bottle to lunch but you could also pack a cup of milk if they were packing and they enjoyed that for lunch so those are the things that we do for our lunch uh hopefully that gives you enough ideas to to get you started but um think about what is going to make the most sense to you in terms of the frequency that you allow your kids to buy uh, versus pack. I know for my older kids, the school lunches just aren't enough food for, you know, for them to play sports afterwards. So we tend to, to pack a lot of food. Even when school lunch was free, they still packed an additional sandwich and a couple sides just to make sure it was enough for, for their day. All right. So the last thing we need to talk about is snacks, because a lot of times, especially in the younger grades, the kids are asked to bring a snack to school. So the rules are pretty much the same. Still want to combine carbs and proteins together. 
And remember, it is just a snack. It is not meant to be a full meal. It's just something to keep their blood sugar stable until they can get to the next meal. So carb protein is the way to go. Examples of this, um, if nuts are allowed in your child's class, you can do a trail mix or you can mix nuts with a little bit of, of whole wheat squares like a, a Chex cereal, if you will. Uh, you could do apple slices and roasted chickpeas. You could do string cheese and grapes. You could do berries and yogurt. Um, you could do a whole wheat pita with some almond butter or peanut butter on top and roll it up. Veggies and hummus. Again, concept stays the same. Just try to pick some type of carbohydrate for energy and protein for sustainability. If your child has an after-school activity, it would be in your best interest to pack a second snack so that they can eat something between school and the activity. If your child is not going to an activity after school, packing a power snack for when they return home is always a great idea. Otherwise, they will eat an entire dinner's worth of calories when they get home from school and then not be hungry for dinner. So you want to make sure that you're including some type of afternoon snack. I find it always helpful to offer two different foods, again, carb and protein, with the snack and already have it out, maybe already have it pre-chopped, ready to go. Because if left to their own decision-making, my kids will just grab whatever out of the pantry. So if I have something out on the counter all ready to go, they're more likely to pick it because, you know, they're lazy. And if it's already prepped and ready, they're more likely to eat it. All right. So a bunch of ideas for breakfast, a bunch of ideas for lunch. Now I told you that um, not only was I going to give you ideas for your kids for the beginning of the school year, but I was going to give you ideas as well. And here's the thing. The ideas that I gave for your kids are going to be the exact same ideas that I'm going to give for you. The rules do not change just because you're an adult. We still need to start our day with a good solid breakfast of carbs and protein. We still need to put a variety of foods into our lunch. We need to include a fruit and a vegetable, whole grains, dairy, proteins, right? We need all those nutrients. Somewhere along the way, we figure, ah, that's fine, I'll just figure it out, or I'll just eat some crackers and cheese and call that lunch. That is not lunch. Now, if you eat crackers and cheese and you add a fruit and you add a vegetable, um, you know, we're getting closer. We can then maybe call it a lunch. But just trying to piecemeal a couple different items and calling it a cohesive, nutritious meal, I'm not buying it. All right. So, again, everything that we do for our kids, we still have to do for ourselves, even more so because we have to model it for our children so that they know this is not just something that we, we talk a good game, but we don't actually follow through with it. If we want our kids to choose healthy foods, we have to choose healthy foods first. And we have to show them what it looks like to make nutrition a priority so that they make the same decision when they're older. I see way too many adults in my office who don't have that skill set because it just was never taught to them. And here's an opportunity that we can do better. All right. So 
I want you guys to go out there. I want you to conquer the school year with confidence. Um, meal prep when able. Uh, look for those quick, easy wins to get the job done. I mean, my daughter showed me a TikTok today of a lunch where the mom cut out cucumbers in the shape of flowers. And then she made um, celery with peanut butter and chocolate chips on it and all sorts of stuff. And like had it all decorated nice in a little cute bento box, which I mean, I told Charlie too. I'm like, yeah, this is, this looks great. I will never do that. Like I'm not that mom. (laughs) If you want to do that, when you make your lunch the night before, that's awesome. I'll get you the tools to do it. It's just, that's not my thing. And so, um, you know, don't feel guilty if it's not your thing either. I'm more about, all right, (laughs) let's just get the job done. In the beginning, we're really motivated. As the school year goes on, things start to fall to the wayside. So I'm all of the mindset, you know, don't start something you have no intention to finish. If you're not going to make cucumber-shaped flowers or flower-shaped cucumbers, which is the way I want to say it, (laughs) you know what I'm trying to say. You know, don't set the bar so high that you can't possibly sustain it. Get some help. Ask for help. It's okay. You are not a bad parent for making your kids make their own lunch. I promise you. All right. So that is your tip for, or your tips, I should say, for the episode. Now I want to make sure I give you that recipe for the easiest oatmeal muffins ever. All right, so for this recipe, you're going to need two ripe bananas mashed. You're going to need anywhere between two and two and a half cups of leftover oatmeal. This is why I love this recipe so much. It's because, you know, you're using leftover oatmeal where typically nobody wants to eat it and you end up throwing it away. Now we have found a purpose for it. You're going to need a cup of milk, three eggs whisked, a quarter cup of chia seeds, a quarter cup of maple syrup, a teaspoon of cinnamon, and then we're going to need some type of toppings, so roughly a cup. That could be chocolate chips, that could be fresh or frozen berries, that could be dried fruit or nuts or seeds or coconut. Whatever makes you happy, we're going to include some toppings, all right? So for the, for the directions, you're going to preheat your oven to 375 degrees and grease a 12-cup muffin tin. Alternate. Alternatively, you can make these into mini muffins, but I think the bigger muffins uh, are going to be better in this case because it's going to be a grab and go option and it's easier to grab one muffin than it is to grab like three or four mini muffins. You're going to combine all the ingredients in the bowl. So the bananas, the leftover oatmeal, the milk, egg, chia, maple, cinnamon. You're going to put all those things into a large bowl and mix well. And then you're going to scoop that mixture into the muffin tin about three quarters of the way full. Next, you're going to sprinkle on your toppings of your choice and then bake for 25 minutes. Uh, These freeze well. So, you know, if you want to make a batch or two of them on that Sunday afternoon while you're watching the football game, uh, that would be a great opportunity to do that. And then you can just pull them out as needed for the school year. 
All right, guys, that's what I have for you today. Happy school year. I can't wait to see pictures of all of your kiddos and grandkids and neighbors and everyone on social media for the first day of school. And I will see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrian Delgado, and I'll see you next week.